Good morning. It's Wednesday, April 29th. This is Professor Mitch. Let's talk about what's going on with the world economies and markets. It's been a good couple of days. Still, unfortunately, on low volume through all the various stock markets throughout the world, whether it's Asia, Europe, or America. There's a ton of money in America sitting in money market funds and low-risk, no-risk investments. When that money comes out, you'll see it because the market will gap up. In the meantime, we'll trade sort of in a channel, and that channel appears for the Dow to be between 24,000 and let's notionally call it 25,000. We've been able to hold above 24,000 for a couple of days, so things look better, more stable. There's clearly a little bit of buying going on. All the European stock indices, the three major ones, France, Germany, and England, were up. Uh, the Hang Seng in Hong Kong was up. The Shanghai index was up. There's buying going on. There's clearly a willingness to take on risk, but people are still scared. And they're scared for a good reason. We still are in somewhat uncharted territory. Gold is above $1,700 an ounce. That's clearly not disaster territory. That's clearly not the world falling apart territory. Gold's giving us a signal. And that signal is things might be okay. Oil, which got to $37 minus $37 a barrel out in West Texas, is now back to $15. China is trying very hard to go back to work. We have reopened parts of our country that are essentially exurban, meaning not near big cities. And they're, the good news for the oil industry, the especially the domestic oil industry, is that these are areas that don't have access to public transportation. So people get back in their cars and they drive. And that will cause a demand for gasoline, which will start to empty out the oil pipeline that was essentially full. So if China goes back to work, which they definitely have, we've seen pictures of them reopening their factories. The next step, of course, is the Chinese consumers have to go back and start spending money. And apparently there are some issues there that the Chinese consumers are a little concerned about the future because we have not really gotten an all clear signal yet on this virus. <clears throat> so they are rightly concerned, as, by the way, I believe our American consumers. So the next step will be to reopen parts of our economy and see what happens. In the small towns, I have no doubt that, these, that the local stores will do fairly well, that people will go to restaurants. They may have to work around social distancing, so not every table is full. They'll go back and get their hair cut and get their nails done and do some shopping at local boutiques and you know go to the local ice cream shop. I think all that's going to happen. The Simon Property folks who own most, not most of, but they are the biggest mall owner in America, they're opening up 49 properties. They've announced that. So they see things turning. We're definitely going to recapture part of our economy over the next two weeks. I have absolutely no doubt about it. So by, by essentially the middle of May, we'll have some of our economy back open. Now, at the same time, we may see some bad virus news, we'll see what happens. The good news on the virus is that we are making progress medically on both a, a curative uh, coming out of Gilead Pharmaceuticals and a preventative coming out of a couple of different uh, drug companies, meaning a vaccine. 
So that could help us cope with the virus as we go through this cycle. In the meantime, people are dying to get out and we have to recapture our economy. We're hurting too many people. The real issue that's lurking in the background is the residential real estate market and its impact on our banking system. So right now, up until two months ago, the banks were making a fortune. They're still making some money. There's still a fair amount of money flowing into the banks. They don't have a ton of loan demand. There's clearly no new mortgage demand. People aren't going out and using their credit cards except to buy, you know, possibly some some absolute life staples, you know, like food, but they're definitely not going to the store and buying electronics and expensive clothing. Some of that's happening online at Amazon, but people are being more conservative. So the banks aren't lending as much money at 14 to 17% on credit cards as they used to or 7 to 9% on auto loans and and home mortgages now down to 3 or 4%. The fact that banks are getting their money almost for free is helping them. So they're still fairly profitable. But if we take a downturn from here, the banks will have an issue with solvency. Right? So banks live on in in two areas if you will one being liquidity meaning they have enough money on hand to handle our demands if we want to withdraw money or send money somewhere and that's relatively easy because it's virtually all electronic today solvency means they have enough capital to support their business and meet regulatory requirements that's where the government will step in the government will i believe make sure either by buying bad loans or by changing capital requirements the government will make sure that our major banks stay in business we need them to the government's on top of this so the banks i believe will come out of this cycle making a fair amount of money uh the only issue now becomes what happens with real estate and that's where our government may have to step in for yet another round of a ton of money in this stimulus program If residential real estate continues to have a problem meaning that people can't make their mortgage payments, people can't pay their rent, so that landlords of these buildings can't afford to keep the buildings up. So some of the landlords will just walk away from the mortgages. On the residential side, we've already seen back in 2007, 2009 how ugly it can get where the banks force people into foreclosure and a foreclosure is a legal proceeding where the bank seizes the home based on on the underlying mortgage so the courts have to comply and the courts aren't really complying right now and the banks know that so i don't think foreclosure is going to be as much anywhere near as much of an issue as it was but in 2007 2009 it was a terrible issue and the banks just dumped the houses on the market that forced the price of housing down even more that caused more people to walk away from their mortgages the banks have seen this before hopefully they've learned their lesson but they have a legal middle ground that pre-exists that i believe you're going to hear a lot about so i thought i'd do a quick primer on it which is forbearance forbearance is simply where two parties to a contract in this case the lending institution and the borrower the homeowner agree to settle their their defaults so in other words the default on the part of the borrower not paying their monthly mortgage payment and the bank having their their legal right to foreclose on the property 
the bank says, I'll forbear and not exercise my legal right. And the borrower says, look, I can't afford to pay, so I'm going to forbear on the payment. But we're going to work out a deal where at some point in time, either, I don't know, maybe I'll walk out of the property and just give it to you, or I'll start making the payments again. There's going to be a lot of forbearance in the residential real estate market, and you're going to hear a lot about that. So once we get past a potential reignition of the virus, which I, I'm hopeful we'll know about in the next four weeks, and once we get to forbearance as an acceptable methodology so people can stay in their homes, and once the economy starts back up again, we're not going to recover certain parts of the economy for a long time, unfortunately. And the, the travel sector, the hospitality sector, which employs a lot of people, 17% of all Americans, works somehow in an industry that's connected to or directly into hospitality and tourism. Those industries aren't coming back very quickly. There's going to be some real problems. Some of these hotel chains are definitely going to need help. The airlines are already getting help. They may need help, but more, you know, more and additional help. That part is going to be troubled. And you, you've got a good bellwether there. Watch Airbnb. Airbnb is struggling, and I see them struggling for a while. So we're working our way out. We definitely had an improvement in the stock market. I'm worried about residential real estate. I believe oil will recover. Let's see what happens. The next two weeks are critical. Talk to you next week. Thanks for dialing in.